What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Ask Pop Show. We're your hosts, Manny and Rick. And on today's episode of Grub Pubs and Clubs, we're psyched to be speaking with power couple and true visionary women, Vivian and Amy Wanderly Brit, owners of 360 Degrees Restaurant Group. Vivian and Amy own not one, not two, not three, but four exquisitely tailored restaurants, all catering to a unique clientele in Salt Lake City, Utah. Yo, Rick, I'm so impressed by Vivian and Amy's background, not to mention their restaurant concepts. I can't wait to learn the secrets of these successful small business owners. Vivian and Amy, it is a tremendous pleasure to meet you. Thank you for joining us and welcome to Ask Pop. Thank Ooh, you. We're so excited. Us. I can't wait to get into it. I just don't know. All right. Well, we're excited too. But before we get into, as I mentioned earlier, um, into your business journey, into entrepreneurship, we like to start off asking everyone the same question. And it goes a little something like this. What did little Vivian and Amy want to be when they grew up? Oh my God, you're going to laugh. My mom sent me a package of crap, as I say, from my childhood, but then flipping through it as a four and five-year-old, I said, I wanted to be my own boss. I, I said all these things that as a four and five-year-old, somehow I forgot in my journey and I was brought back to the right place to be an entrepreneur. But no, I think I have always known since my lemonade stands and clubhouse projects, skateboard ramps and basically recruiting the neighborhood to to bring cool things to our space it, it's what I've always done and I just I don't know you, I just got a job and then forgot oh man I have everything I always wanted just like when I was a kid so yeah entrepreneur yeah well Vivian, I, Vivian? what did little Vivian want to be I wanted to be a soccer player actually um, I'm growing up in Brazil you know and, and I did um, achieve that I, I did play futsal professionally for a little bit and and then I was in college and my dad actually gave me an ultimatum because soccer wasn't as big as it is today right back then I'm 44 so you know we're talking about 20 25 years ago and my dad said, uh-uh, either you stop playing soccer or I'm not paying for college anymore. And I'm like, ah, oh, no. But then, you know, uh, I quit soccer, which was actually the right decision to, to make. And I went into marketing, which it was my passion. I worked for agencies, for ad agencies for about 22 years. And um, recently just left corporate America to, uh, you know, grow our business with Amy to work alongside Thank Amy goodness. And, <laughs> and, and grow our business. I have to tell the joke really fast please, because please. a lot of us hated our jobs pre-pandemic. I just keep telling people work is work. If you can try to enjoy it, then you have achieved something that most of us have not. But she too experienced a point of overworked and in the industry and was gonna leave her company and look for another job and I laugh I cannot quit my job y'all I simply cannot and I do not think I would be a very good employee which I already knew at a young age and I begged her if you're going to leave you want to be a CMO I mean it's a tiny little guppy pond CMO but so what so are we all at some point I whew, I'm super happy that she's joined the team really I can only imagine. I mean, 
just hearing that like a soccer player you know you're competitive right you have that competitive nature um and then amy you always knew you wanted to be an entrepreneur so that's that's amazing uh, that it's come to fruition right mm -hmm. um let me ask you this give us a little bit more on on your background did you all grow up in the industry right um i know uh, vivian you mentioned you grew up in brazil uh, amy where where are you all from and Walk us through a little bit about your, your childhood and how you grew up. Well, I'm uniquely Southern inspired, which is why that's pig in a jelly jars slogan. Um, but the joke was I was in like witness protection program or something because my dad's corporate jobs had us move about every four years. Mm. So I got to experience lots of different places and lots of opportunities. Right. But, you know, uniquely Southern inspired pig, that's uh that's how it came about. But really, I started at McDonald's when I was 16. And I took to process, um, which is what McDonald's really is. It's, it's very much hospitality and teaching people good process and life skills. And that's kind of what's translated into our company 360. Honestly, I just know, take what you like and leave the rest. And 16-year-old McDonald's employee to 20-year-old general manager of their busiest store with 50 employees. I'm still not mature enough to be doing these jobs some days, but I think that that's really led to my survival and then my success. She plays it down. She's a heck of an entrepreneur and businesswoman, um, you know, but yeah. She plays it down. Um, yeah, I started in, in ad, ad agencies, you know, I was in media, so developing uh, media strategies and developing media plans to help our clients grow their business through advertising, managing budgets. And, you know, um, when I moved to the U.S., I moved here to work for the Marriott in Phoenix as a banquet server. Had never served in my life because serving in Brazil is actually a very blue-collar job and you do not make money at all here. You know, respected. Yeah, and, and you're not respected. And my dad was actually concerned and I said, you know, I, I need to do this in order to get myself into the culture and learn English better. And I said, I'll be back in, in my career, but you know, that's something I need to do. And I really liked working in hospitality, you know, having contact with, with the public and actually making sure that their experience was great. The Marriott's great at training people, right? So I worked for them for a year and then I was able to get back into the field in, in advertising and media. Um, and I think living corporate America for me, you know, Amy jokes, everybody like last year, people didn't like their jobs. I never went through that. I always loved what I did. And my dad always told me, do not do things for money. If you're doing it for money, you will never be successful. Do things that you love and you will be successful. And I was, I was making six figures. You know, I was, we were in still are comfortable. And I, it got to a point that I was working too much. And I said, you know what? We talk, if I'm going to work this much, why not work this much for us? Because we do have a little empire. I mean, what Amy built with the help of all the teams and people that went through the company, it is a little empire, you know? So I, to, I, it was a happy decision that I made. Yeah, it made me nervous a little bit because I'm like, oh my God, I'm not gonna have to be logged in at a certain time and I'll be, I'll be doing my own schedules and, you know, managing our teams, which I've been managing teams for years, but it's just a little bit different, right? When you're 
coming from corporate American tour for yourself. And Amy, sometimes she says, it's three o'clock, log off. No one's your own boss. And I'm like, no, I need to get this. That sure. is just the competitiveness that I have with myself too, right? I'm like, no, we need to get this. <laughs> and I'm just like, already this morning, listen, it, there's no way, I still can't believe I've been signing my own paychecks for 15 years. I still say, are you guys sure you don't want to double check me on, you know, just double check something. And, you know, and I do downplay and I, I ask for a lot of help. I bring in a lot of people on a consultation level. Um, I've always loved how marketing really, really is the boost to all industries. And I'm fascinated by that type of design and the story that you tell. And and Vivi and I have such different perspectives, which is why I love her and also need her right where she is with me. I felt trapped by my job. I felt not good enough to move to other areas. A lot of it in the beginning was, you know, high school and then college. And then a brief stint while I was taking a semester off, which we know turned into eight years. Mm. And then finishing my degree and then realizing what I was exactly where I was supposed to be. And it, it took a while for me to, to still, the example I give is when Vivi comes from corporate America, sometimes they'll even, people from corporate America will speak to her. They'll just guide the conversation that way. And yes, it's insulting and, and, mm. and then there it is, right? And then when Vivi has to play host or run food in operations and a guest treats her less than, it, it brings it up again. And it's really both of our perspectives and where we come from of building ourselves from the ground up, it is the balance that we need in the company of 360, where, you know, I don't want to skip ahead too far, but it, I'm so proud of it. We were hourly paid and not tipped employees heading into the pandemic. And the pandemic did what it did for everything that we could talk about. It sped it up. I make a joke like I'm divinely inspired because honestly, I hated the industry. I do not agree with the tip model. I do not think because she's prettier, she should get a better check average than I do, which is debatable. It's not about that. It's also about <laughs> skill. However, not all the time, right? Yeah. And it just really prompted me specifically over the last few years, because I too started to hate my job. I wanted to work and I wanted to attract people who want to make a difference in our industry and be able to be entrepreneurs and business owners, because it is, if I can do it, I can teach it. It's a four-step process. We're both showing it. We all start in operations. And it's really just because I don't think the tip model is cool. I don't agree with it. And we have an 18% hospitality fee, which we're trying to utilize. And yeah, I'm, I'm not shocked. WB's Eatery started with this process, zero reviews of negativity. Pig in a jelly jar swapped to this process because there were no tips, pandemic folks. I just want to go ahead and let everyone know there was no tipping no. during pandemic and you can't tip on third party delivery services no you can now yeah. but we're gonna see gosh guys look what we've learned and how far we've come in one year right so the pig gets a lot of bad feedback about it and it might be because it's a transition it might also be the market we attracted and i'm gonna still say uniquely southern inspired 
And the only thing we ask is kindness and we are exclusive in our vibe, but we are inclusive in who we are. You yeah, know? and we wanted to we want to attract people that have a team mentality. Amy played sports mm-hmm. growing up. I played sports growing up too, you know. So we, we play team sports. So this model, what it brings is, hey, we're in it together. And together we provide great service and great food. Whereas, you know, it was different in the tipping model because usually you are in it to get the highest tips that you can get and you're not, usually you're not sharing, right? Unless it's a, it's a, a sharing model. Independent contracting is what that promoted. Right. So, right. and what we, what we have today, it is a different mentality and we attract a different type of worker, you know, um, than we did last year or the year prior to that, which is good. And, and I think everybody evolved and so did we through the pandemic, right? Everybody found what's important to them and our model has evolved. And I think we have, a, we have a great team. Yeah, it's amazing. We always had great people working yeah, for us. It sounds like uh, so many, I mean, you guys gave us so much knowledge there, but I think the power of your experiences prior in the marketing right? And in the industry, hospitality, but as well, also, I'd say the sports background, right? Allowing that team aspect to, to come forward um, and then looking out for the best interest of your team as well. That tip model, like you're saying, right? is not the best model um, not for us. Industry, right? to operate. Um, but let me ask you this. Um, so obviously you, you all at some point said, I can't take this anymore, right? I, I need to venture off on my own. I have ideas, this, that, and the other. When was that fuck it moment? Like, I'm going for it, right? <laughs> Walk me through the fuck it moment. I got to do this. I'm leaving. Oh, man. Mine's easy. Oh, yeah, you can go first. because Mine's yeah. just super easy. I owned a restaurant prior, um, and it was, it, it was a bad contamination of personal and work, which is why BB and I also waited to have clearly identified roles. I mean, I learned, I'm always about teaching and learning. I think that's what we're here on this planet for. And Pig in a Jelly Jar was supposed to be my food truck because we already did not like or share the same values when in each other, my prior business owner and partner. And It was uh, every one of my restaurant spaces, except for one, have been a moment of, oh my gosh, this is it. And the first location, which is the flagship, was that. It was a a 180 in the the street at the stoplight because there was a for lease and it was a dilapidated catering business and had been a gun range. And it was just me and the cool Asian market across the street. And this is our neighborhood we live in now, by the way. So a pig is 10 years old. And I'm going to say we have a very strong part of helping build that. And we wanted to be someone who built in a neighborhood. And all of the concepts are, right? So what was the fuck it moment? The fuck it moment was turn around in the street, do a 180, make a phone call. Someone (laughs) happened to like us. And it still opened with my ex, but she worked like one day. And then we just sort of, split children as it were mm. and she took the, the the wine bar concept and pig in a jelly jar is uniquely southern inspired i mean i'm all of those things and the first menu and moment it may have been collaborative but i was also fortunate enough and it is a joke but it's also true to experience a restaurant fire in my first year of operation 
No, that's a fun story. We can go back to it. Oh my God. Manifesting. You can manifest the positive and the negative. Mm Evie and I are like magic. It's crazy how, how cool things can be. But I too, I'm just a butthead. I own it. I struggle (laughs) with lacking gratitude, which is why I want to work with the people we're working with in this industry because it's not true, but I hate my job. I hate my ex. I'm going to get us on that show, that show with that guy with the hair diners, drive-ins and dives. It happens. <laughs> it happens. The guy calls. I think it's a joke. I'm like, who paid this person? No, no, seriously. Oh, what? Really? And so January 1st, I cheers in the new year. It's going to be the best year ever. January 3rd. That's a longer story. It caught fire oh. and we were out for three months, but you know, it's, it's never been not the best thing that could have happened to me hmm. in regard of ownership of my concept and moving forward with my team and having the same folks that built it with me for dang near 10 years. And we've moved on from that original group, but it's because we've also changed in what we're attracting in the direction we're going, right? No negative for anybody. It's just different strokes for different folks the fire staged the place <laughs> it did, <laughs> it did. Maybe, what was the fucking moment i'm dying to hear this oh one. my <clears throat> well you know the, the, the we went through a lot of the pandemic last year i lost my dad in brazil we had an earthquake and we went um curbside all the same week it was my dad passed away on a monday we went curbside on a Tuesday and Wednesday we had an earthquake. Um, bananas. It was banana pants. And I was happily working from, you know, working remotely. We were on the road for six weeks working remotely and it was great. And then in the beginning of the year, I, um, my work has always, I've always been busy, but it got to a point that it was too much. You know, people not respecting boundaries, not respecting me, my time and my team's time um and it just got to a point that i'm like you know i kept hearing my dad's voice in the back of my mind if you're in it because of the money you're not gonna be happy i money is important yes we live comfortably but what i want is time with her i want to pick up and go whenever i want because we like traveling camping or getting on a plane and going somewhere and i want to be able to work from wherever i can so lifestyle is most important to me today than it was a few years ago. So it was, I think I came out of a meeting and I, I hung up the meeting and I don't know, it, it was like seven or 8 p.m. And we, granted, we were working with people on the East Coast. Mm. And I looked at, wow, well, and we were barely seeing each other, even though I was working at home. You, I was counseling meetings and she goes to bed at 8 p.m. By the time nine, I turned nine, 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 by the time I was done with work, she was already asleep. I would get up early because I needed to be in calls with international, our clients overseas and as well as on the East Coast. I told her, I'm like, I'm tired of this. I'm losing it. I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. I've always been very centered and balanced, but I was losing it. I said, Amy, I cannot do this anymore. It, it, it got to a point that I'm like, this is it, you know, and I, I gave my company eight weeks notice <laughs> because I had a big role, you know, and I was with them for nine years. So, but it got to a point that I'm like, fuck it. I'm like, I don't care how much money and the benefits I make. We, we're good. I, I'm going to grow our business because we have an empire here that we're going to grow beyond borders. You know, we, we built an e-commerce platform last year. I mean, we came up with a lot of ideas and yes, it was like throwing darts on the board because it was a pandemic. And even today, you don't know what's going to stick because we are still getting used to 
the new normal, right? There's not going back to normal. That's a thing of the past. People need to get that out of their mindset. But yeah, that was a fucking moment for me. I got, I got, I turned off and got out of the meeting. I'm like, Amy, this is it. I am going to, let's look at the calendar. I'm giving them my notice. I'm like, I'm done. I cannot, you know, otherwise you're just going to be married to a cranky woman, which I cannot <laughs> do like, if I'm not happy. Right. I'm not going to do the work. I'm like, my dad was right, you know? So that yeah, that was in February, right? Yeah, but it also created a, an interesting dynamic because hmm. I I see things differently as an owner. And I, I'm going to keep saying it to VV2, your perspective will change. And it, it won't be that you don't care about your people. You, me, I too was overworked and underpaid. And it's what we have to still teach to everyone at every position they hold. Work is hard. Find the gratitude that you can in that process, but work is hard. And it created tension between us because I'm like, <laughs> do you see what I'm doing? I mean, and I was fortunate enough to not have to really go back to kitchens. I haven't been kitchens in 10 years except for in the role in which I play my job is to build teams and I come from McDonald's and so scaling is just why not it's not about the money to her perspective too I'm like man I started this crap with four grand and a credit card and a hate <laughs> so when she's like money I'm teaching again at the level of where we are which is you know 12 to 21.50 hourly right which is great if you know how to budget and you can live within a lifestyle and you can understand how to really have benefits work for you. That's what I teach because I still look around and I'm like, why do you even need what you have? Most of the time we don't. What I like to do is travel. The guys I work with and folks, right? I call them kids and I started to hesitate, but I'm like Peter Pan. I don't even know how to speak to adults that are like supposedly coming from whatever. I'm just, this is it. And I think this is how we should talk. Like you shouldn't treat a host a different way shouldn't talk to a DoorDash driver, shouldn't, you just, yeah. because she's wearing a, a fancy outfit, she doesn't get treated any differently, not with me, matter of fact, if you want me to treat you that way, I, I already told you, I'm a butthead, I won't, I <laughs> want to have people in my space who want to do more than clock in and clock out, and it's no different in how much you make in life, because the more you make, well, here's another one, you'll just spend it, if you don't have a plan for it, right? And they don't teach that stuff. And we don't teach that kind of ethics and values and workspaces either. And so we're gonna, because last year sucked. And I don't want to work that way anymore. And it's not about cooking waffles. That part was actually gratifying. I was like, oh, somebody else paid bills. Shit. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to even know how to call a bankruptcy lawyer because it got to that because I started it with four grand and a credit card and taking loans. That was a point where a group vilified us sometimes in the beginning right and i was like oh how weird if you go and watch any any effect of history where this sort of crisis occurs if you're in business you take the loans you leapfrog into another economic category because if you're smart you learn how to make your money make money right well mm. we need to teach that so we are we're teaching of folks that we work with at 360 and the people that we partner with, they have to share our same values. And I'm still going to say it's because last year really sucked. And it pushed me to a point of, I don't know if I can change the world. I don't know. We can grow better business owners, though, can't we? Right. And minimally, I can pick who I play with. 
and hang out with. And that part, uniquely Southern inspired, okay? We got all sorts of representation, which is just take care of each other, be kind. Yeah, yeah. wow. I mean, again, some more uh, just wisdom oozing from you all. Um, you know, talk, talk to us about this. Um, talk to us about the four unique restaurants that make up 360, right? We've been talking a little bit about um, just hovering over it, but please look, walk us through your, your four different concepts. Well, we, we've got pig and a jelly jar, which is the first, and we have two of those now. Um, they're uniquely Southern inspired, brunch driven. Um, we have a little bit of an urban vibe. We focus on graffiti art. Shirts mm -hmm. say it's okay to have beer for breakfast. And it's because we serve, we used to serve breakfast all day. Two of the concepts due to where we are. And I'm not going to work my people beyond, I'm not going to do what people have been doing. We closed our hours of operation to 4 p.m. instead of 9 p.m because we already survived it. We're not gonna go through, we went through the disruption of the pandemic and we're still going through that. But I just knew in my heart when was the right point to slow the concept and we can always grow. So that's pig and they're very small and they are a little loud and it's, it's me, okay? It's me 10 years ago because <laughs> I thought I was creative, but wait, here's the next one. We have WB's Erie, okay? We already know it's Wanderly Brit and it's a Latin European inspired concept as we started it, but it's a cannabis lifestyle con concept at its heart, but it's her mom's chimichurri recipe, oh. you know? So we brought in this flair and people, are, they, don't, they don't know it in Salt Lake and there is a large Brazilian pocket here, yeah. but we, they haven't found us in Ogden because our, we have uh, four concepts but they're in different communities, all mm -hmm. in surrounding suburbs of each other but Ogden's 30 minutes away from Salt Lake City. Mm -hmm. And that cannabis concept is still growing because we opened it in the November before the pandemic. And <laughs> I think I paid them to color and send sparklers out onto GoFood more it's than we could actually develop. What is a cannabis lifestyle brand? What does that mean? And it comes from health and wellness and and of course, hospitality. Mm -hmm. And that one I'm, I'm most excited about, and it, it is a little bit more complicated than pig, right? But um, the third one brings them both together at our holiday location. And we've created a food hall with a pig in a jelly jar at the front and WB's eatery as a food truck pop-up in the courtyard. So, but another reality is the rent is ridiculous. And community is hard sell pre-pandemic and really now. Mm -hmm. And this is our last effort of like, if y'all can't enjoy what we're building here, <laughs> then we've, we've landed on the wrong moon. Yeah. You know, but yeah. I, I'm very excited about those are the, 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 those are them though. And then 360 was also because Amy Wanderly Britt well, needs help. And it's not just Amy. And the problem I created for myself was, was honestly trying to build my teams and empower from within, which sounds ridiculous, except it's not unusual as I've started researching in small company growth. I'm no different than anyone else. I made myself the center and I'm still sort of that, but at least now we have an administrative department and a marketing department. And then, yeah, I was uh, cooking fried chicken yesterday. So, so what? <laughs> 
Well, and, and WBs too, you know, through the pandemic last year, we created an e-commerce platform. Mm. We have a CBD oil that we, we work with a small family out of Denver. So we white label our CBD because, you know, it helped me with my back pain. It helped, it helped our dog with can survive. It's, he's a cancer survivor. You know, it helps. Our dogs are 15 and 16. And if you look at them, you're like, what? They don't look their age. Like us, yeah. yeah. And then like you, I agree. You know, I'm gonna say CBD. So we're for, in travel. We're believers, <laughs> which is that where to where the cannabis lifestyle comes comes from. Is it, it all started with CBD, and now we are working locally with different companies to have a hemp dog treat, and we are going to white label that, and we're working with another company that makes a hemp bomb that is really good, and we're going to white label that. So. You know, if you look at our slogan, it's more than a, it's more than a restaurant. It's a lifestyle because it is beyond just going there to eat. You know, it, it is a little bit beyond that. And with the e-commerce, we have uh, reached nationally. You know, we can work with corporations to give. We have a bunch of gift boxes that we created um, with products that we sell at the market. Um, are you guys in L.A.? I'm in. Uh, I'm actually in Mexico now, Baja Mexico. Oh, you're in Mexico. Fun. We love to boom. Please come by. Yes, Baja Mexico. Rick's in New Jersey. Yeah, I'm in New Jersey. I'm on the East Coast. <laughs> okay, I was gonna try to give an example of what we're trying to do with WBs because it is a restaurant, but it has a market, and you can actually shop. You can grab things to go, so you, you can actually buy gifts for someone at our restaurant. It's a. It's a really. Can I tell the true space. story also? Why yeah. it happened? Yes, please. I feel like we're supposed to let you talk and we're no we're, no no. This is like, I will go. Please keep touching my leg to be quiet. I'm touching her back. I'm like <laughs> keep talking. We got all day. Oh, okay. So restaurants, they don't have very good margins. Okay. It's about an average of a four percent. No, I didn't know. I just needed a job. I went through a breakup and I too clocking in and clocking out on life. And at least I think I can do this, right? I was a great manager at McDonald's. Uh I don't know. We'll figure it out. And then again, I downplay it. I love what I do. I teach like these team strategies and stuff, but WB's eatery is because I finally started to get to a point in my career to really dig into numbers and understand, not from my perspective, I'm fine, but from the perspective of where we'll be able to have people license these concepts, I'm like, I think it's very difficult to do what I do in the management of four, which is really how you achieve a comfortable navigation of lifestyle when you're on an average of a 4%. And I am proud to be higher than that, but if we're talking average, right? So WB's Eatery, it is all this passion. It is the way in which I create. I also learned, I get really creative when I'm stressed. Last few years, pretty stressful. Pretty creative then, huh? Right. And it's called multiple streams of of income. I built in all this structure that normally it seems like restaurants have catering and we have that. We do. Mm -hmm. We have a lunchbox program and we have, you know, meat and cheese boards. And, and I limited it also because as VVC and operations, you just got to keep it simple. There's so many moving parts in our industry because right. we have people as you know, who we need and who are the most important focus, but man, it changes the game every day. So to have the e-commerce side was really what happened. Vivi, still at corporate America, there is no catering. We're in a pandemic. Here's a box. 
I looked to Amazon. I started looking to what industries were starting to do, which is multiple streams of income and how to have your money make its money back, which is also where 360 degrees comes from. Aside from all these universal intentions, which I very deeply breathe into my soul, the joke <laughs> to the team is don't bring me an idea unless you can return on its investment three ways if you're good six. And again, I'm a butthead, so my goal is 10. That's it. And we teach it over and over. And that's how I, I stayed alive until, you know, SBA came through and, and programs to save us with grants. She started selling our box line and people are like, what are you doing? What are you ordering? And I'm like, this is the future. You cannot go through what we're going through and think you're going to go back. And who wanted to? I had to wait for people on different levels to come to us. Now, go to them. So WB's Eatery mm. is built on that and it, it has even future growth in its concept because I'm like, why not? Yeah. Why not? If you evolve as things evolve around you or you're just, there's no point to even doing this crap. You're going to be out of business and grinding sausage still. <laughs> it's evolve or perish, right? I mean, it what it boils down to. And it's, it's great to hear you talk about digging into your business because, you know, when you speak to these business owners, Unfortunately, that's what's happened. They haven't dug in, they haven't pivoted, um, and they perish or just continue to lose money forever, right? And they end up on kitchen nightmares. Um, <laughs> but let me, let me ask you this. Um, talk to us about the importance of getting ahead of a booming industry like cannabis, right? And marrying it with established industries like restaurants and bars. Talk to us about that. I still don't know if, if people here get it. I still think we're on our third WB social and fourth now, fourth now. And as I'm pulling and now BB's getting uh, comedians and we're getting vendor booths. And it's mostly because I don't like to be disappointed, but I'm like, I don't know, four people show up. It's a win. The space only seats 49. And mm. you can see there's this vibe of like, I don't know if it's going to work. And it reminded me of when I owned that other concept and I put on wine socials. There was no one really doing a wine social at that point. We had wine dinners. It was very fancy. It reaches a small percentage of clientele with that extra expendable cash. I've never put myself in that category. I still don't. I'm like, I, I don't want to, you know, struggle every day, but I just, that's not where I lie. So it's inapproachable for me mm -hmm. and the more people who can enjoy something. So even at those wine socials, 35 bucks, some type of entertainment. So it's what I'm trying to do here for cannabis. I'm trying to say, not only am I gay and feel like I have to come out all the time, but now I, I am medicating with cannabis and it started with CBD for pain management and overall wellness. And I still feel like I have to come out all the time. And it's not because I'm in Utah. Utah's actually Salt Lake City and Ogden man, they are quite progressive. I feel mm -hmm. Ogden is a better place for cannabis to be known, you know, and I also really love Ogden. It's got a very gritty nature that I think should have some new marketing. Cannabis is awesome. It's entrepreneurs, it's health and wellness. It's another viable industry that promotes good things. And why not support that? But 
I hesitate every day. I'm rolling a new cocktail menu and we're going to focus on dry cocktails and CBD dosing, which we cannot do that. We do not put anything in food. It's federally illegal, as well as Utah's compliance is, is very strict with how it represents CBD. Mm-hmm. And I'm still confused by that as a, a patient and a consumer uh, and seven years sober who was doing what? Self-medicating with something that really doesn't come from any point of health and wellness. I think we've established it's astringent and it's great for wounds, but somebody said, you should drink this. Someone also said you should huff gas, but should we? I don't know. But CBD and cannabis, where the negative points come from, they're just, we've been lied to. And I find it, you know, unfortunate as I always find people who get bad raps or, you know, representing the underdog cannabis is the underdog. And then cannabis gave me a moment of relief that I'm going to tell you I've never had. I'm Mm. 46 and I can finally say, Oh, oh, I feel better. I first, I didn't know I didn't feel well and then Mm. got to feel differently. And then was like, wow, if it wasn't for, you know, me being able to get a medical card at one, which is very helpful, you know, and also because I'm a person who wouldn't go to a seedy way to do this and you shouldn't have to, it is medical. I shouldn't have to go find a dealer for medication, nor should I have to hang out in places due to my levels of anxiety and or dosing and be asked to consume something that it isn't going to bring me any joy. I'll tell you that. So WBs is a lot of different things. And I realized too, just like everyone else, I'm selfish, but I don't think I'm so selfish in what we create that it's not coming from a place of good for a lot of people to enjoy, you know, and they're going to have their whatever way they, that represents. So it's not WBs is just really a place to, to bring cannabis to the forefront mm-hmm. where it's not a dirty little handshake. Yeah. It's a place where if you're dosing, sit and relax, have a cocktail if you want, you know, with a friend and then maybe switch to a dry cocktail, which we're creating with zero proof spirits. Mm-hmm. And the dosing, it is encouraged on the menu if I get the courage to put it out there. And I think they're the third or fourth person I've really started to talk to about what is a cannabis lifestyle concept, because I'll tell you, you can't Google it. There's, I don't know who's doing what I'm doing and I don't know what I'm doing other than cannabis and CBD specifically shouldn't be something that feels negatively represented, nor should it be if you're gay or any of these other things, which are where some of the other events that we host at WBs come from. We do a a drag brunch, for example, Mm -hmm. you know, wigs and brunch. And that's another amazing story too, if you want to get into it, because Sequoia was hired as Devin and Devin in our lifestyle concept, which is instead of a, a wage review or an employee review, it's a snapshot. It's how can we help you? Where do you see yourself in the company now and in five years? So, you know, I'm very corporate in my process, but I'm very, you know, open to my approach of buy into this. Don't get trapped in a reality of clocking in and out. Mm -hmm. So Devin, straight up, um, I'm here with my family. I was living in New York due to the pandemic. I'm home now for a bit and I want to do drag professionally and Mm -hmm. (laughs) creative, 
wants a drag show. I have no tribe. I just don't. I love everyone. As long as you're kind, I don't care. And now Devin no longer works for 360 degrees. Bummer. However, Sequoia has a full team and operation and is running a company full time <laughs> doing two shows and pop-ups for us at like our Battle of the Brave, which is coming up, which is our team event. Sequoia will pop up and, and represent in a way to show this model works. How can I invest in you when you're investing in us? And how can we help you? Yeah. And Vivi coming from marketing, they can work on her street team. I come from operations and I, and I have figured out the system, fellas, to success, mitigating stress in the last few months. I'm not going to say I've been great. <laughs> yeah, well, that oh. is, I'm sorry, Vivi, go ahead. No, I was just going to say with the cannabis, we, we went through so much. Our website got shut down when we, we launched our, it used to call Weed Social, which is our now WB Social, but we launched on 420 it's meant to bring industry you know it's an industry alliance and education bring people from the industry together so it's a place for them to network outside of dispensaries or the conferences you know it's just like a place to come talk to people come mingle and right. hey consumers you want to learn more about it hey there's a doctor there's a lawyer like they're coming to these events and our website got shut down we couldn't <laughs> sell tickets i was selling reserving tickets and issuing invoices <laughs> So people could pay for the tickets, you know, until, you know, I was able to get to authorize.net and their credit card processor. And they were actually able to onboard us in like a matter of like a week and a half, which is amazing, which was amazing. Yeah. But we had to go from Squarespace to Shopify because Squarespace works with the credit card processor that doesn't allow us to sell CBD, let alone tickets to our events. So we had to move quickly, like in four, we were like, uh, get a company, get an agency, Let's move our website. So we've been working fast and furious and we were able to move everything to Shopify and we were able to sell tickets on Shopify. But before I got to Shopify and authorize that, I had three, we got our website shut down. We went to Eventbrite, they shut us down. Like it was like, put it up. People are like, I'm trying to buy tickets. I was like, shut down. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm like why? So it is very hard to navigate. They don't the make it easy guys. guys. Nope, and nothing. even with Facebook and Instagram, we cannot run any paid ads talking about our CBD oil, which is only hemp. There's no THC. And we cannot promote our, um, our, we, our WB social because they will go to our website. And if there's any cannabis word on their website, history. they will shut us down, which is ridiculous for like Facebook. You're allowing people to promote fake news and you have been for years and I, I was buying advertising and I know how data works and th they need to be the Google and Facebook need to be doing something because they, they need to be working with the, the cannabis industry. They need to change compliance and it's hurting small business like us because we are trying to sell and promote and programmatic is too big for us. We need social media channels and Facebook and Instagram do not allow, Google does not allow. So we are trying to change our whole website and remove the cannabis words and replace it with hemp and we're going to do that so we can you know start we can test and see if it works or not but it's absurd how much there's a stigma and we were just joking this morning because we're yesterday actually we're like because i've been telling her i want to work with a cannabis brand i want to help change the stigma i do not consume i'm not a thc person 
I'm already too she chill. Need it, man. So I it's smoke. And I feel like you know, I get paranoid. But but like for That's because us, it's about dosing. It is. It's medically. It's not recreating. But it's ridiculous. We need to start changing the story and the narrative because the stigma around cannabis. It is like you're getting high in the corner and. I still don't understand what that means because if you're high, you're just probably moving too slow because it's cannabis versus if you're drunk, you're getting behind the wheel, you're killing people because you're getting, I got an, I got a DUI in 2007. I know what it feels like to spend 10 days in 10 city. That's a whole other story that I learned a lot from that, but a lot of people don't learn, yeah. you know, because drinking is so acceptable and it's normal. It's okay to get drunk and make an ass up for yourself which it shouldn't be, right? Like, I think we need to start changing the stigma around cannabis. And for me, it's more of a, I have a passion because there's a stigma because people don't do their research. So it's more of, I'm like, how can we use our You know, but it was truly a process for both she and I as well. I mean, it was not something that was okay when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. It, It was not the group you would associate with. It mm-hmm. was the uh, the slacker dropout, which I'm so confused. I don't even, I mean, what? And I get it. It's your endocannabinoid system is as unique as your fingerprint. So what's good for me is completely different sure. for others. Mm-hmm. And there's different ways to, you know, dose and ingest that bring on different effects. And if you want to recreate with it, it'd be the difference between someone sitting and having a beer or a glass of wine are going, woo, drinking the whole thing and, you know, in and out, which, okay, you know, I'm not going to say I try to do that either. I'm going to try to say I'm exactly who I am, which is I'm compulsory. I have, you know, I have my little ticks as we call them. So I put water in my hand, but it's a social anxiety, which is why most of us are drinking or there's, you know, a psychological thing, which is why we're self-medicating. And I still say how awesome to get all of that solved with one plant with no negative side effect. Other than you may have ate your, your party's chocolate cake. And then I'm <laughs> well, I think Vivi knows that it's marketing, right? It's it it marketed um, differently and purposefully. Um, let me ask this. What was the moment or moments, can you recall, that um, made you realize this is my calling or this is what I should be doing? I think she just realized the one 10 minutes ago when we were <laughs> out on the phone with y'all. We played this manifestation game yeah. and she, before she left her old company, was like, I really want to give a better voice to this industry. And it is because her wife is a patient and, you know, and I am, we weren't on the same page in the beginning. She was concerned. You know, we, we, we had a moment in Denver where she was like, Hey, we're in Denver. And I was like, Oh, yay. You're not worried about (laughs) me. That's amazing. And recreating. But then again, it was just like when somebody gave me an Adderall in high school, I don't get it because all of a sudden my body worked better right? You can still overuse, you can overdose like anything, but you know, I lost my point. So take over. (laughs) (laughs) I need to probably, I think that's a can of it. The dosing keeps the wheels spinning correctly. I'll tell you, see, there's another not true stereotype. They're like, 
oh, Amy, she smokes too much. I'm like, well, you didn't like me when I drank too much. You don't like me if I dose. You probably just don't like me. But for me, seriously, it is an effectiveness uh, for controlling anxieties that do cause my little brain to just skip. skip and it'll, if I get too stressed, it, it'll just blank out. And I'm like, oh man, that's fascinating. But with the use of cannabis specifically in CBD, which is still, I don't know if we've tangented too far. We were talking about WBZ, but that's why it is what it is. It's like, oh my gosh, more people need to know that, yeah, there's a place to recreate and nothing bad happens. Yeah. I, I still don't get it, but you still, you don't, I didn't say to mix everything. I just said, you know, pick one. Pick one. And then if you're dosing medically, you now have a space where you can feel welcome. Just like there's different types of bars and different types of restaurants, mm-hmm. that's right. what we are. We're just a different space and we're a platform for uh, cannabis users, but we don't alienate anyone because we no. still have all those other aspects that right. drinkers and other other folks would enjoy. So, Well, well you know. and I think I'll answer your question a little differently. Um, I think for me, it's being able to have control of my own schedule you know that's like oh this is it for me like this is my dream because i am able to work with amy i am able to work um with other team members and grow them Mm -hmm. i'm able to make a difference and there's also a social aspect of our business which is a huge passion of mine is social initiatives and uh, I'm, I've always been into volunteering and how can we partner with someone and, and help the community. And last year, during the pandemic, when the pandemic started, we actually started donating um, lunch to the University of Utah medical people that were doing the um, COVID test. mobile COVID test. They had five mobile sites. So we started donating to them. And then when it got under control, we sat down and I'm like, well, we, we should keep doing this, but we need to, we both made a decision to shift the, the, the support to the community because a lot of people had lost their jobs. A lot of people didn't have money to eat, right? So we uh, did some research and I spoke with a few different nonprofit organizations and we ended up partnering with Volunteers of America. And we, since last summer, we have been serving breakfast to the youth center every week on Monday morning and lunch every week on Tuesday to the Women and Kids Center because you know the community has always been so supportive of us. It's time that that we give the give back to the community on a broader scale, right? We mm-hmm. always had a few things here and there that we were supporting the community. You know, we have a pair of socks that we sell that for each pair of picking a jelly jar socks we sell, we donate one. Give me your addresses. I'll send you a pair in a, in a few yes. teeth. I love my yeah. socks. My socks are the best socks. socks ever. And then we have... in there. <laughs> <laughs> and some of the proceeds from our coffee sales go to Nuzzles because we love dogs. And Nuzzles is a non-kill shelter locally. And we, we really, you know, they're an amazing non-kill shelter and former client of mine, but we like their mission. Um, and some of the proceeds of one of our jams also go to, is it... Um, and that goes to nuzzles and then uh butcher's bunches that we partner with um there's an autism speaks yes Mm -hmm. so you know that's very important to us and and now that we're able to volunteer again it will open up to our staff to see who wants to who feels good about going volunteering on the street team but it's paid volunteering because it's important to give back you know for us so for me like today I'm able to make a difference in our company. Yes, I loved my corporate job and they did a lot, but for us on a smaller scale, 
we have the social initiatives that I've always been passionate about. You know, I'm able to work with the teams and grow the teams and work with Amy to grow our own business and do my own schedule. If we want to work from Tulum, we can. That's yes. oh, like oh, yeah. yeah. So for, for me, I think that's like, oh, it's it is my dream because I work for myself and I'm helping Amy grow our business and you know and and shape the future of young entrepreneurs it, it's amazing to like to see her speaking with the younger folks and the new employees it, it's just amazing because you know she's very captivating and <laughs> i feel like inspired. they just look at me like and then we joke about it i'm like why are you giving me the baby sloth face <laughs> does, it, does it not am i speaking too quickly i know that i do that but They're why are you looking at me that way? And it's it, it is weird because sometimes like you you think you're probably the the adult voice from Peanuts, you know Charlie Brown. <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> they're just tuning you out. But I do have an ability to get them to see what I already see in them. Man, you can do it. Trust me. I struggle with depression and anxiety, and I. I can get through this. Everyone's showing up in our industry right now too. They're between the ages of what, 17 and 24? Yeah. Mm. So most people and what I'm hearing, they, they see that as a negative. I see that as such a positive group to work with. They're going to have expendable income because they're not having to work to the degree that their brothers and sisters and even their parents, you know, they're, they're working for different reasons. None of them drink or smoke because I won't hire you. I don't have to. And they all are thinking already that they are going to be influencers and work <laughs> so just like we all did at that age before we trapped ourselves, which I call it trapping in this glass ceiling reality. And I just want to like smash it for them. Right. Because they trap me in it with them when they get negative into that space, it makes it quite difficult mm -hmm. for them to one, believe in themselves. But we, we have a saying in our house and in the company too, Vivi is very much the one who will feed you. And I am very much the one who will teach you to feed yourself because mm. I have been taking care of myself as it feels for so long. And it, it's, it's just, if I can do it, you can do it. And I'm not trying to be unfair because I work very, very hard, but you can work you can do it. You can ask for help. You can work in a team. All these things that make life way less scary and keep us in a place where we make better ethical decisions. Yeah. And we are growing better business owners. 17 to 24, they're voting at 18. They're the ones who change the world. And they are happy. Yeah. Their siblings, cranky. You know, they're already <laughs> like, oh God, I got to pay rent. Uh, I got to decide between beer money, weed money, and my girlfriend. And yeah. I'm like, oh, you guys, I remember that age. And oh, wait, I owned a house and had two cars. So not that I wasn't feeling it, but I had some girlfriend saying, we should probably do this. And I was like, okay, you know, okay, whatever. I'm supposed to try to find happy. And you know, I found happy in surrounding myself with people who have what I want, which is gratitude and a drive to do more than clock in and clock out. And yes, your job is hard, no matter what job you hold. And if it's not hard, then you should probably find something else that challenges you because, uh-oh, you're going to get complacent. Yeah. Well, yesterday talking to two team members because they were 
they're like, oh, we, we need to sign the lease because they are going to be roommates and they, they're, they're friends and, you know, they've never lived together. And I said, oh, you know, make sure that you guys have a, a list of chores so you're not, you know, so you don't get in an argument because one is doing more than the other, especially when it comes to cleaning, because I ran into that in the past because I never had roommates until I lived in, moved in, into the uh, moved to the U.S. And then one of them looks at me, she goes, you know, I'm so grateful because I started working here and I clean so much here that it's going to be so easy to clean at home. And we both are used to cleaning the, the, the restaurant that our house is going to be clean. And yes, we'll work on that. We'll work on chores, you know? So we were right. just talking to them. It's kind of, I think sometimes we play like a parent. We don't have kids. So we, we play a little bit of that parent role because they're like 18 years old. That's how Vivi got the second date with me. I was like, you're not into money and you don't want children. All right, we'll go out again. Let's do this. Sold. <laughs> Pretty close to sold, for sure. I didn't trust her for like six months. I'm like, I don't know. It takes six months for the crazy every time. And I am not good at picking. My sister called her out. She's like, what about you? The crazy can't come out of you. I'm already here is what I said. If you can take this, this is it. It doesn't even change when the person changes in the room. It's This is it. Take it or leave it. And I know I'm a lot. So are you sure? Yeah. But, it, you know, sure. it's cool that like our team members are like what they learn at work they apply to other aspects of their life because that's what we always say hey learn how to budget here we are paying you hourly so you can go apply for a loan and don't don't let people tell you that you cannot get a loan you know you want to be a business owner let's sit down and let's talk because we want to license our uh, a food truck or you know bring a lot of opportunities right baja food truck here it comes yeah we we have these opportunities because that that too came up last year like for me why am i doing what i'm doing who what is the end game here why am i constantly creating and what i'm already where i need to be i now make enough that i'm not going paycheck to paycheck and now we're doing interest projects of like things like like oh my gosh i have things that bring me joy Great. And I'm still saying y'all don't have to wait till 46. I'm a slow learner. We already called it out. They can start doing it now. They can start really looking. We, we bought a triplex as an example, and it's for the team, which it's, I don't know, it goes back and forth yeah. on this, but it's for the team furnished so they can Airbnb it. And yes, it creates a position of a property management. And yes, there's a fee because there's nothing free in life. I told you, I'll teach you how to feed yourself. I'm not going to feed you. I don't right. like that. And I don't like that favor mentality. I think that's crappy too, right? So I don't teach it. But they can then Airbnb their space. The top and floor you know, is a bud and breakfast, for example, which works with WB's Eatery. So the manager who manages WB's Eatery, and we call our, we call our managers captains because they're called to lead. And you can't teach leadership. They present themselves with opportunities we offer or through roadblocks and how do they get themselves and their team through it, right? So anyway, but we're still just trying to grow this and really why? Because I think it's what we're teaching on a basic level in operations and now focusing on ethics and business development. You do take what you learn at work. And if you're smart, you apply it to the real world. Again, nobody told me that. When I learned that, I attracted her. I was like, oh, you got to manage your personal life and your business life similarly. Weird how that works out that way, huh? I mean, I, I love how you all are empowering your teams, right? Through knowledge, obviously, and but also 
um, mentoring. I, I have a, a soft spot in my heart for mentoring. I mentor as well. Um, and I know the importance of, of just giving back, right? And, and I see that you all have that, uh, not only mentality, but that spirit and, and the reason why you're successful and you learn from your, uh, from your past. And, and it's great to hear. Um, let me ask this. So going into the unknown, right? When you initially said, hey, again, back to that fuck it moment, right? I'm done. Um, it, going into the unknown is scary. So how did you all um, manage the challenges that you faced when you first started uh, the business? Well, horribly until that fire happened for me, I was still drinking and playing and trying to figure out how to get through a breakup and not doing a very mature job of it, I'm sure. And the restaurant fire occurred and it gave me time to, what, reflect, decide my directions. I stopped drinking. I understood that it started another path that drinking was never the problem to begin with. You cannot get out of accountability to your responsibilities in life. And if you surround yourself again with a team in your personal life and in your work life, you can get through these things. You can plan, you can prepare. And that's just still been the same progression for me over and over. And I have points of growth where I feel very proud of how I've done. I have other points of growth where I'm like, always, how can I be better and better by what means? Better in how we all felt about the situation because it's still gonna be the greater good and I do represent a company, which is that greater good. And sometimes if you're in opposition of it, well, you don't support the decision I make. So we try to just make sure we're representing still a point of kindness and growth mm -hmm. and team opportunity. And my fuck it moment has taken 10 years to mm. get this talk and probably still only in the last few months or weeks have I started to feel well again where I'm not spinning or drowning or what next. Now she's starting to, to do it. And I'm like, hey, whew, you're just starting with this. We are so far from where we've come mm -hmm. and we have so many good people around us. Just breathe. <laughs> the grass is greener where you water oh, it. Is yeah. what we heard. And uh, I'm like, no shit. Both gang fuck. <laughs> the wa you're water fine. is greener where you water it the most. Yeah. The grass is greener where you water the most. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just, we were watching a documentary on Wolfgang Puck and I was like, oh my God, I love that saying. And it's true because everybody thinks that the grass is greener on the other side, but it's not. It's where you invest the most time, right? If you want to get out most out of it, you need to water. <laughs> so I, I need to actually add that to my signature because I, I love it so much. And I, it, it spoke to me so many yeah. levels. Yeah. Because I think Sometimes people are just complaining and, you know, I always say, what's the solution? Don't bring me a problem, bring the solution. You know, if we sit down and complain, you're never going to get out of that. You need to step away so you can see things from a different angle and try to see from every, everyone's point of view. So, um, I don't know, I'm still learning because I just started working for, for myself what, <laughs> March. No, I April. don't even know. I'm like, April. I have so I'm still no like, sense of time I'm still navigating in that regard. I get it. I get it. I'm like, what's a weekend? Yeah. I don't know. I'm like, when I'm off, I'm off. And I teach that too. Sally's off. Don't call Sally. Leave Sally yes. alone. So Sally can like you tomorrow yes. when you see Sally again. <laughs> and, and we, same thing. Someone goes on vacation. I'm, I, I appear very aloof in it sometimes because I'm like, they're gone. 
when do they come back? I don't know whenever they show back up and it's a joke, but it is yeah. still for her. And I, I mean, we come from similar worlds, but then it's so different in the perspective when you sign the checks mm. and it's still weird that all you do is spend your time for us trying to take care of our teams. And sometimes your teams just don't see it that way. And you know what? I bet that is parenting. That's why we said that. I was like, I don't know. But if I had four kids, whew, I got like a C until you join. Cause there's one kid. I'm just constantly like, are you good? Good. Great. And there's always one that you just needs you a little differently. And there's one that's just defiant. And you're like, why? And it's hilarious, but I can only refer to my siblings and the dynamic yeah. of my family. And then now my wife is the youngest of like seven. Her parents thought the factory was closed. So her siblings like, are my parents' age, you know? No cable, no cable. Oh, we just got... <laughs> We just got all these varying views. And I think it's just, it's, it's very helpful so that we can, you know, we can have empathy towards people. And it's mm -hmm. another one of our traits and values that we, we inwardly talk about on our team. It's how we hire when they're like, we need a chef. I'm not a chef. We need it. We need it. You need good people. You need people who have empathy and work ethic and come from kind optimism and self-awareness and then teach Timmy and Sally what you need them as far as the skill set in operations or in the creation department. Mm -hmm. Or we have the innovation, which is sales teams, you know. So, yeah, yeah. it's a process. Yeah, your empathy and community building is, is, is obvious, right? And I think whoever we spoken to that's building their successful businesses is they have that in mind they're very uh purposeful with that we need to build our team up but not only um with our business models but also build them up outside of our business um and be empathetic and care for them um and it's great to hear because it's obvious why you all are successful um, let me ask this though. So here we are 2021, right? We're almost done with this year. Unbelievable, but we're still in a global <laughs> pandemic kind of right. This weird global thing going on here, but we are hearing from owners that they're encountering different challenges, right? Due to COVID like retention of staff, food costs, I mean, delivery, you name it. There's different things that we're hearing. Um, talk to us about what challenges you all have faced um, and how you, how you have met them. Mm. I mean, I am a problem solver. That is actually what my job is. So I have been problem solving and creating a path for us since this started. Um, on day one, I got my team and I was like, okay, every movie we've ever watched, we don't know what's going to happen here, guys. So <laughs> superhero and which character do you want to be in your movie? You want to be the one that gets stomped on by the dinosaur in the first scene? You want to be the one that's the butthead at the end? Who are you going to be? in this moment and whoever wants to work, work. There's a hundred of us and we're gonna go through this together. And I don't know if I did a great job. I think I did the best job that I could do. And the company looks very different now. And I think it should. I think it is exactly the way that it should have worked and it is where we're supposed to be. And it's not to say that it was bad before, but I'm gonna say I enjoy this a lot more. I enjoy who and how we, we say recruit. We say these different words because it is the energy we wanna attract. 
you know, and I still love that they're 17 to 24. I love that some of the older staff left again because they're can't manage these kids. These kids with the key I just gave are amazing because they just are. They're just at a different point in gratitude. And, you know, my brother's a teacher. My sister works with a nonprofit. We all come from the same parents. We have to work on our gratitude. We do. And I'm like, look at the role y'all play. Can you work from your side of your industries? Because when they get to us, we wouldn't have to work so hard to tell them that you're not clocking in and clocking out. This is a viable career path for as long as you need it to be. And if you're working with us, it's a springboard to a partnership. And that's the other part that we manifested in bringing Vivi over. We, we very quickly, she was going to create her own business and company again. And I was like, damn it, I need help. Why does everybody got to do their own thing? Can't you just join this team? I'm, I don't know what I'm doing, you know? And it was for her to take and bridge the gap from small business to big business in partnerships as we also created a consulting side of our, our growth mm-hmm. for those that are just starting. And look, we're doing it. Thank goodness she's on this team for 360, yeah. but she's still doing that. And she's bringing such amazing opportunities to us and to our team. We just started like a few months ago. I mean, and we're still figuring out we're not staffed, but I circumvented the staffing crisis in my problem solving by saying any and other, every other department, as we fill the positions, which I'm sure seem much cooler, you all start in operations. Hmm. You're all going to learn how to make waffles. You're all going to cook fried chicken. You're all going to learn why we show up and take social media content imaging at that time frame, and what they go through mm-hmm. and how to put down your camera and run food to help our customers if need be. And so also why? Because yeah. no one's better than anyone else. And you're going to get the same education here that you could get if you're paying attention and not have to spend 50 grand and go in debt you're going to actually make money and then go open your own business. And that's like the type of schooling atmosphere we're creating. So all that, I told you, I feel divinely inspired. I, we're, we're not in a staffing crisis now. Or we wouldn't be sitting here talking to you. We just, but we were a few weeks ago. <laughs> a few weeks ago, we were. I, yeah, I waited till the very last moment of no other options before I put that strategy into play because well, except for the new people, specifically Vivi and I, she's been cooking Volunteers of America because she loves it. Yeah. And that shows everyone that this isn't a task. This is an opportunity you get to do. Right? And you need to put love and into it. And it does need to have yeah. love. And for me to be cooking again. Oh, man, that was fun. Lordy, baby Jesus. <laughs> we got trapped on the line on a busy holiday with our, I call them baby ducks, our little baby ducks who just started at 17. And we did the same sales as the other two pigs. It was, it was funny. I only Kevin hearted out 
maybe once or twice. <laughs> I was sending a dish that's supposed to have two eggs, just one egg. I'm like, I never cooked it. I'm a good egg cook. Amy's like, can you cook three eggs? I'm like, sure. I had just come back from dropping off the OA. And then I'm, I felt like SpongeBob with my like pants on my feet and like my hands. And I'm like, oh, she's like, two eggs on this dish. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't know how to make. I've never made she that. Mentioned kitchen but I know how to cook. You mentioned kitchen nightmares. I had my Gordon Ramsay come out. I did. I call him Kevin. My inner Kevin Hart is when I, my stress, but what happens is they start to burn themselves or the kid cuts his finger and I'm like, all right, that's it. Listen, this is the language walking in. All I want to hear from you is heard. And it just, I just, but I, in my mind, I was like, oh my God, this is the worst nightmare that I, I, I'm, I'm having PTSD moment right now. Thank God I have my medical pin because I might close it. This was, but then it ended up being fun. fine. Yeah. It was fun, right? But Once we, we got an hour away. It was like, I was like, oh, another egg. I'm like, hold on. There's like four she pounds of eggs here. Is and the I best love egg cook. And any chef, a true chef will tell you, no joke, the food we do, the egg cookery, it is harder. And I come from all sorts of aspects of cooking and butchery. And I'm not telling you I wanted to do it. I needed a job. I owned a restaurant and that's what we did. And eggs, I, oh, eggs I'm not patient enough. And I will lose my shit and be the person that they're not allowed to be. And then I will look at them and say, your job is to be better than me. Your job is to be focused. And you don't throw eggs across the restaurant. And I'm sorry I did. But, you know, moving on. It's your fault I did this. Yes. No, no. No, no. It's kidding. my fault. And this is also why they have a job. Because you don't want me in that role. Because I might throw a pan of eggs. Because I'm, I'm. Kevin Harden out and it's we survived it was good and that's what I'm talking about I stayed ahead of this staffing and I we were lucky and I think it's not that we're lucky I think it's that it, it it's a good company to work for we had the worst turnover I've ever experienced and then you know what so did everyone else in the world stop taking it personally and Hopefully, if you're in the industry of whatever industry, because she went through it too. Oh, yeah. You know? They're still going through it. Everyone is still doing it. And I'm like, every week, if I don't see two interviews, if I don't have people in orientation, you're not doing this right. Because we'll just open more revenue streams. We're up to 50 employees again. But, you know, from 100 to 50, we're back to 50. And Mm -hmm. I think we're actually at a number that makes sense for us. And then the next point of growth is all those new revenue streams that we created in that model of Amazon that now I applied to restaurants. Well, but I think counter, we are counter service now with the pigs. We were already at WBC, but I think that too helps because we have seven positions and you rotate through them instead of you know, the, the amount of people we had before. And because you ordered a counter does not mean that the service stops there. We bring you food, we'll refill your drinks and you can reorder from us. We switched from a different company to Toast because we needed people to be able to reorder from the QR codes from the table. Wait, pause. Because that's another big point where small business, we push Toast and I'm proud of it and you yes. should skip over it. Because of McDonald's, and where Toast 2 took an Amazon model and they're, they're, they're way blowing up. Octop- 
like I have an octopus thing on my hair uh, because of how it feels to take on so many tasks and create so many new mm. revenue. Every industry, if you're smart, did that because you needed to, you know, and how many ways can you, what you're spending your money on come back to you. So but we've been toast in the QR yeah. code is another one of Amy writes in her notebooks and the, the teams, I, I needed to look outwardly, you know, so they didn't say I was crazy and then still they'll say I'm crazy. But Toast had to create this system of ordering from the QR code and have a conversation with us because the one they had still functioned on a service model. So it took even the sales guy coming out and me saying, show me how many players in your strategy. And now you have how many people at the front door and how many people need to go here. And now those people make 213, mine make 12 to 2150. And all you're doing is making a customer do all the work and still running Timmy and Sally all over the restaurant. And we're not doing that. So you start at the counter. It is seven positions. I, I had to go into all this weird game strategy of like, how do I create this new system, which is probably not a big deal, man. It's what? It's McDonald's. I took what I knew. I applied it to a different industry of work, which also emulates what food halls are doing. But just like CBD and cannabis and the way that what I'm doing, it's new where we are. And so people are like, I don't get it. But people from out of state just order at the counter, go sit down. Now the QR code, you can add on to your previous check, which means we're not circumventing the original hospitality. But now, because there's less of us, you don't have to wait for us to get your drink order. You can reorder from the table. You can add on a side of beignets you can add on at WB's a bud box to take home as well as a flower arrangement. Oh, and I want another chimichurri skewer. All that stuff because of a matter of convenience that we all want now, right? But it takes seven players to run my restaurants where it used to take 15. And I don't know, I do know. I know that when we had servers, it wasn't any more efficient in hospitality mm -hmm. as what we're striving to do now. The difference of where our hospitality is now is they're 17 to 24. They do not know what a drink refill means. They do not understand ticket times. We're teaching all of it from the beginning and they're doing great because at least they're happy to be there. Yeah. Well, we have way less comps. <laughs> Would you say, yeah. would you say that's the, your, uh, the best pivot you made the, the QR code, adding that technology and then eliminating, let's call it fat, right. From 15 employees to seven to run the business. Counter service. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's all, it all works 360 with one another, doesn't it? Which it is every time I created it, it's, it's all being built in. And I will say the counter service, the hospitality fee, the team driven hospitality that we now provide and the way in which we're positioned, which is more equalized, it is better for operations. Yeah. And we're still building it and working on it. It allows them to be able to be more efficient. You have a bartender, you have a food runner with a food handler, instead of again, a server holding all the tasks and one is outside and one is smoking. And now you gave one 10 tables, which why would you do that to a human that's horrible? And it just doesn't function that way anymore. So it's to mitigate their stress. It's to help us actually provide a different level of hospitality that is team driven. And yeah, we're gonna have some pushback in the community because 
what we felt like pre-pandemic was somewhere along the lines of Denny's and I didn't want that. And what we feel like now is a team with strategy who focuses on guests and yeah, still they're six weeks, three months old, they're new. So everyone at every field of work, if we went through this disruption as we did in the beginning of products, you're still going through disruption of products. Now you're in disruption of people. And so if you waited for all your people to come back to work who have to rethink where they've been, how they wanna live their lives, I imagine you are really shorthanded. Or did you say, who wants to work? And that's where we went to and we did job fairs and we changed the marketing to appeal to the younger group. And I, I said, I better not see one ad that asks for a chef or an experience level other than the folks in administration need to come with a skill set to rebuild. My captains need to come with experience and skill set. And still, you're all going to get on the same page of our six traits and values. And then we'll work on recreating, you know, how Timmy and Sally create the, the sandwiches on site and how our street team is to function with its social media. So it's like opening four concepts at the same time. And mm. I understand why some people just said, I don't want to, I'm going to go work for someone else. I'm going to close my shop. Yeah. Right. I mean, you all touched on this earlier on, on restaurants operating on very slim margins, right? And we all know that industry, industry standard is slim margins. But how, and you've touched on it a little bit, but if you could elaborate on how you all have been able to maintain 360 uh, profitable and higher than average, as you mentioned. Oh, gosh, did I say that? I'm not sure if we're profitable and higher than average. I'm going to say it should be. I went like a plane crashing to the ground is what it felt like financially. Mm -hmm. I was fortunate enough to be smart enough to have a really good administrative assistant who could fill out those complicated forms mm -hmm. and all of that, as well as my accountant, you know, and a lawyer. And I put all my money towards that. And I'm going to say one of the concepts had about nine grand. And I thought I just collapsed at our front door in tears and said, God, I'm responsible for all of this. And I actually don't know what to do. And you know what, just like when the fire happened, and I was headed to ask my buddy for a dishwashing job, which is stupid, because that's where your brain goes when you get stressed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's mm -hmm. what's happening again. And the, the loan, the insurance money came and whoa, we were better than we were, because yeah. that's how it's expected to be given. You have paid into a system. You now have had a crisis and now let's help you out. But yes, it's not free. The grants were cool. Grants were minimal. What they did with forgiving PPP loans sure as heck was helpful. But I did what was right for my staff. So in getting those loans, it was surviving. And having them forgiven, I was like, see, good people are in charge here. Y'all just calm down. And you don't understand what it's like to be responsible for so much when right. you barely get out of your own glass house. Yeah. And that point of panic, I what I'm, I'm taking care of because I'm doing the right things. And now we have the right people helping grow it in the right way. And that's, guess what? I could still be doing it wrong and fail because that's what entrepreneurship is. And if you're going to fail, fail fast and then move on. And yeah. I don't think we're going to fail because we, we created 
so many new revenue streams to provide work for so many people, which always said is you have to be interested in learning and teaching. And it's working. Yeah. It is. I don't know for how long. I don't know. It's still restaurants. I still got waffle burns and cut my finger and had a super glue <laughs> back together. So I tell them that too. Hey man, I'm teaching you this because I come from you. And when I teach it to you, it's so your time is important. Get out of here in an hour, which means stay clean as you go. Full hands in, full hands out. Because I know this job is hard. And now let's get you to go do something fun. I never thought I was creative. I never thought I was good enough. I thought I was surviving and needed a paycheck. And I was trying to be whatever happy is. And too many of us live our life that way. So for me, anything, it's just experience of you can do it differently. And you don't have to listen to me. I mean, I don't know. Do what, do what you need. But if you're not feeling it, this is working for us. Right. Right. Um, again, I think you, you touched on so many things, but I, I love that you mentioned the, the power of uh, putting the right team in place, right? The lawyers, the accountants, um, leaning on them, um, and also just being um, persistent, right? Yes, you get down, but you got back up and you pushed forward. And I think a lot of people give up, unfortunately, and you yeah. didn't. And that's great to hear. The perseverance is extremely important that people forget uh, during those hard times. Um, let me ask this though, BB, this is more in your wheelhouse. I'd say, uh, you know, you come from a marketing background, uh, you have that extensive experience and we know for the most part, word of mouth, uh, marketing, advertising, right? Trumps, um, any other form of marketing. However, um, which forms of advertising, marketing promotions have worked for you during, you know, these times, these tough times, um, <laughs> pandemic times? Um, well, influencer is a big one for us you know, working with influencers, but I think working with micro and macro influencers. So the smaller, the guys that have less following and you work with a multitude of them, right? And then as well as the ones that have a higher, <clears throat> higher following. Um, we did, when we did some of the local TV segments too, um, it worked, we, we noticed a spike in traffic to the source. So, you know, um, and when we partner with local, um, what would Ted Scheffler be like today? He's an influencer. He's an influencer. He's, he's, he's a food writer. Yeah, food critic, mm -hmm. right? He's a food critic. Yeah. So when we partner with them, we see an uptick in, you know, visibility to the restaurants too. So moving forward, we're, we still work locally with, with um, magazines because it's important. They're part of the community, you know, and, and we support each other and some of them have a good reach. But I think digitally, you know, it is influencers and um, doing, having different types of organic posts too from our social media channels, you know, and, and, and we're still trying to understand how to best engage with our audience just because, you know, we went through so much in the pandemic. So we are still trying to figure out what works best, but I think partnering with influencer is the number one for us. It's the number one um, uh, channel. And then digital, you know, locally working with local um, media partners. Avery, can you walk us through that process for someone that might be listening and is not sure exactly how to do that? Like, how do you go about getting an influencer to, to partner with? 
Yeah, so there are some companies that you can go to that they, you know, they have a network of influencers. And obviously that's going to be a little pricier. You know, you can just Google network of influencers and you, you can do it that way. Because I have a, a team, we're actually going on their Instagram and TikTok profiles and we're actually looking at their profiles. We're looking at their content to make sure that they fit our requirements and parameters. And then we reach out because it's, when you're working with influencers, it's also important for the influencer to align with the brand that they're working with. Because if they don't, then they're just doing it for the money. And you, as a brand, I don't want to partner with someone like that. But, you know, they also, they need to be looking at that as well. So it is, they will do their 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 work, do their homework. But for us is, I'm having the team, hey, spend half hour to an hour online and look for food influencers. Look for influencers that are good at promoting um, products that can be purchased via our website. You know, they don't need to be here, but they need to align with our values. They're, for WBs, we're going after cannabis friendly or cannabis influencers, you know, or I was just, you know, doing my hair this morning and we want to push our dry cocktails. So Melanie is our PR agency and she's actually going to be working on an angle on the dry cocktails because there's not really anyone doing that. And it is a lifestyle. It, it's bigger than just not drinking alcohol. You know, the, the drinks are really great. And I was like, oh, maybe we should look for um, uh, bartenders that are influencers and we can send them our boxes, you know? So again, it, it is really mining for them online. You need to go and look at their profile and then make a list and reach out to them through Instagram. In a lot of cases, they will be responsive and get back to you right away. So I would say go after, start, start small. In a lot of cases, they don't want compensation. If they're not big enough, they can do trade. They will be happy just to get a, a box with a gift. In our case, we want to do e-commerce. We'll just send them a box, you know, or we'll give them a gift card for the restaurant so they can post about the restaurant. I mean, We've seen a lot of success on that. So, you know, if you're it's small, again, right? yeah, it is partnering. If you don't have, and be honest with them, tell them what it is they are trying to get out of it because it, it works two ways, right? It's, it's good for them to have a brand because that's going to open the doors for them to work with different brands, right? And you also want to make sure that they're not, if you're a restaurant, you want to make sure that they're not working with a lot of restaurants at the same time because their post needs to be organic. It, even though it's paid, it needs to come from, it needs to be genuine. Um, so, you know, be honest with them and talk to them what you're trying to get out of it and how can you partner. And don't do it just a one-time deal. Develop a partnership so you can do that, you know, uh, you have a long-term relationship so we can open the doors for both parties. It's, it's a two-way street. It's not just a one party that needs to be gaining. Yeah. How are you able to track, let's say, a ROI on something like that? How do you justify the cost? So there are, if they're influencers and they are working with different brands, they will be able to give you um, engagement. You know, it's not for influencers. A lot of people go and say, oh, they have millions of followers. My first question is, well, how much engagement do they have? Because it, you can buy followers, right? If people are not engaging, then you might want to take a, a, a look at it. Um, there are ways that you can create a specific discount code for the influencers so you can track it that way. If you have a POS system, it's something that it's easy to create, right? In the e-commerce uh, side, on the e-commerce side, we usually create a, um, a code for each of the influencers so we can track it that way. 
Um, but usually we notice a spike in sales when we have influencers post. So it is really watching your sales because an influencer post too, it's good for seconds, right? In the day, people are not gonna go back and look at an influencer post from a week ago or three days ago. So there's usually an immediate effect, but there's also a halo effect that happens after that, depending on how big the influencer is. So I would say, watch the sales. You know, If you're trying to increase sales for a certain time of the day or day of the week, work with the influencer that on that way so you can track you know exposure you're gonna see hits on the website so look at your google analytics you know and i know that it sounds scary and it can be a lot of work you know but i was showing amy there are like you can just download the google analytics app and it's pretty easy to look at this the traffic to your site and they spikes so watch for that because you know you, you can justify the cost and start small you know, test the waters. You don't need to start big. Start small, and then you, you're going to see the uptake. But if you only work with one influencer, you're not going to see much. So Just try like to if work you were with in one variety. magazine, right? Right. You know, if you were in one magazine that only went to 10 places, well, how much exposure are you going to get? Right. Right. And the frequency is important too, right? The frequency with everything. TV ads, radio ads, you know, out of home. I mean, it... I come from a media background, so I, I always think it's important to have a broad media mix because people have different um, behaviors, media consumption behaviors. You know, some of us will be online consuming news because we it, it's what we do. Some of us will be watching Hulu, Amazon, YouTube. Some of us will be reading a magazine. I mean, I think we consume a lot of media and I pay attention to outdoor a lot because it's my it was my world. Media was my world. But I'm always curious, you know, there's Spotify. So just find your flavor, understand your audience and, you know, and, and test it. But also be be aware of some salespeople that are always telling you that they have the best, you know, they have their channel is the best. There isn't such a thing. It's always always look out for those that are telling you, hey, I understand that your audience is this and you need a broad media mix, but at least I can help you reach a small percentage of the audience. You know, those are the ones that you want to partner with, because if you if you have those people that come in and tell you what you're doing is wrong and they have they are the ones that can reach everybody. There isn't such a thing. Media is very fragmented these days. Wow. Let's talk about amazing insight. Uh, the power of social media, right? But the yeah. micro micro influencers, um, I used to work with influencers as well. So, um, I get paying them and, and negotiating. And I'm glad you said that because a lot of the individuals we're speaking to are afraid of these social media platforms, right? Because it's the unknown, the scariness of it, right? Oh, the analytics. And I don't know what I'm doing. Um, but it's such a powerful tool and you having that background, it's, it's, uh, I'm, I can only imagine how important it is to your growth. <laughs> But also having that, I, I'm glad you also mentioned having that 360 um, strategy, right? Implementing those others because it, it sounds like it's not just one way that we consume, right? I don't, none of us do. So I'm really glad you said that. I'm glad I asked that question. And um, let's see here. Hold on a second. All right. So my next question. Um, let's talk about mistakes, right? Um, uh, we unfortunately have to make mistakes in life in order to learn. Um, my question is early on when you all made mistakes, when you started uh, your business or the 
roadblocks you encountered. Walk me through how those have helped you to get where you are now. Well, mistakes too, making them. I really think that's what I was going to say. I was like, uh, different mistakes though, because we learn from them, right? I, I think I actually did say it earlier. We talk about it. It's, it, it's okay to fail. I, I am the biggest person to be constantly teaching things that I need myself. I put so much pressure on myself. I, to the point that, again, you're, you create an anxiety, which is, which is really focusing on the future too much instead of paying attention to where we are and what are we trying to achieve. And, and we just need to be in that space of being a little bit kinder to ourselves, right? So yeah, I think for me too, and I think you, you will relate to it. It's putting too much on our plate and trying to do everything. Mm-hmm. You know, especially in my early days of management, mm. it's like, oh, I'll just do it. No, we need to mentor and we need, we have help. We have a team working with us. So we don't need to be the savior to do it. You know, it, it needs to be a team effort and let's teach the team and let them do it and let them make mistakes too. But for me, it was trying to do everything. So if anything went wrong, you would fall on me and not on my team. And it's martyring. It's martyring. We say you're not allowed to teach martyring. It's what grows the little heads of negativity. Yes. And we we are just starting to see it because we we have so many eyes now focusing on how we're rebuilding this foundation to simply keep the negativity out of our workspace and allow people to continue to teach and learn and grow. And it's okay for them to make mistakes. Totally. You know, it's okay as long as you don't make that mistake again and you learn from it, right? (laughs) So if you keep making the same mistake. You need to do it once. You know, (laughs) if you keep, no, but if you keep making the same mistake, it's, you need to take a step back and and look at what it is, why you keep making the same mistake, right? So I think for me, it was trying to put everything on, on me instead of, you know, splitting the accountability and, and encouraging the team to actually make mistakes because it's okay, that's how we learn. So I think that was a big one for me in my early days of, you know, um, management. And mine is really accepting points of failure that it's okay because I would martyr and try to save everyone and then end up hating my job over and over again. And you can't save everyone, it is team focused. People are all responsible for the exact same thing. A leader means I'm accountable in a different way. I step forward and we say, how can I help? That's what we're teaching instead of still this target on my back when I'm a manager. That's why people don't want to lead, even in my family with my siblings and what we went through in this pandemic and how these discussions came up. It was, it was no one wants to be in charge. And then you want to be pissed that the people you don't like are in charge of you. And I only became a manager because of that situation. And I'm going to tell you every day, and even where I've come in my personal views, trying to shirk accountability, just step forward and say, how can I help? It will always be okay. And we will have a better voice for how we're problem solving, no matter what it is. If we come from that, instead of trying to save everybody and take on too much and I mean, that's why we burn ourselves out. And then so many people don't want to go back to their, their older fields of work because they think it just simply a new yard is better. It isn't that it's greener or not. Now it's just like, dang, I just need something new. And because we burned ourselves up in, in doing that type of mentality. And 
and I'm going to try really hard not to do it to myself again. And so is she. And then we're going to teach those around us. Like those are bad processes. Those are bad ethical ways to hate your job. And we don't want you to hate your job. Well, I think working too much too, without having boundaries, that's something I learned years ago. You need to have boundaries. You need to have time for yourself. I was always, I mean, I have always been a hard worker, right? I I moved here from Brazil, so I didn't have anyone to pay my bills. I, I had to work and pay my own bills and, you know, find new places to live. So I was always on, I, I have family here, but I was always responsible for my own things. But I think sometimes, you know, people lose sight of that. I don't know. It's just, we just start, you know, clocking in and clocking out and yeah. we start surviving and you stop enjoying and understanding why you do what you do. And it's very easy to get that little head of negativity to come back. It's much harder to stay in a point of gratitude mm. and try to be enjoying what you're doing. And I, this one's like cupcakes and balloons. That's the <laughs> cupcakes and balloons every day. And I'm, and I'm jealous, which is why I hang out with you. You know, I'm like, I need a little of that. And she does help bring it. And mostly she's just taught me like, give yourself a break. Yeah. And then for me to be in self-awareness, oh yeah, what am I, why am I working myself that way? Just yeah. like her on her first day with our company. Seriously, I walked up to her at 6.30. Why are you working? Who are you talking to? I'm sorry. I'm still in charge of the company at this point, And I don't understand who told you to work this way. And I need dinner. Come help me cook. I love it. Was a computer. <laughs> right and then you know what you hated your job so why in the hell would you come and do it the exact same way it's the definition mm-hmm. of it but i didn't hate my job she I just didn't know job. she was doing it yeah the we pattern, just though. trained to yeah, work it that way and yeah. then yeah and i tell the kids you know six weeks in operations i do not work in the way in which i teach i have been doing it the wrong way for much longer than been teaching the right way that's just that's mm-hmm. just life and experience and about six weeks i'll work i'll crush my spirit to get it oh great and then i hate them all and she has to take me on a trip so i can come back and give them all a hug again you know it's like yeah. it's so silly so we don't teach it, but it's important. Take to, a vacation. It is Timmy. important to take vacation. I have to tell them to take but I, I it's come, hilarious. I come from a, a, a culture that in Brazil, you take 15 days or you take 30 days by law. Yeah. It's not this like take three days off. You take time off. And it's important because it takes a while for you to disconnect. And and my other company, you know, I'm like, why are you guys reaching out when I'm on vacation? And, you know, I would try not to, people are like, oh, so-and-so is out. Let me text them. No, they are out. You do not bug people when they're out. So that's like a culture that needs to change. And even with us, we had like a manager that was a captain that was out and someone said, oh, let me text them. And we said, no, leave them alone. If we cannot figure out, then it's on us because mm. we need to be able to function when people are out on vacation. What if they don't come back? You right. know, it's just like, it's no, and you need to respect people's time. If they're off, you don't call them unless, you know, it is dead or dying, matter, right? right? And you're not dead or dying. So come on. But people fine. need to have boundaries too and it's okay to have boundaries you know and you need to teach your team so when you're out you can be out and then the team can function without you yeah like you said set those boundaries and don't be a martyr right and don't teach martyring um 
Well, let me ask this. Was there anyone whom you all patterned yourself after or guided you along this way, right? This journey? My dad uh, was always a hard worker and he always said, you know, do what you love. Make sure that you, you enjoy what you love. And um, you're going to laugh at this, but it, you even did. Because I'm like, oh, you know, I have an idol, Madonna. And, and you know, she lost her mom. She was young too. And I did too. I was 11 when I lost my mom. And I think the message I always heard on interviews with her, through uh, interviews that I watched that she did and through her music was, you can do it if you put your mind to it. If you work hard, you will succeed, which was always the message that my dad was telling me too, right? But she was never afraid of being herself and me finding out later in life that I was older, that I was gay and coming out, you know, the message of someone that I idealized, I was like, oh, she can do it and she doesn't care what people think and she works hard and look at where she is today, you know? So yes, my dad was my idol, like it's someone that I was, I, I could touch and talk to, but I, I also had someone that I looked up to just because of where she started and how far she, she, I mean, who doesn't know who she is today? Look at, you know, she came from nothing. Yeah. So I think too, she was always encouraging women and encouraging like, yes, don't let people tell you, you can't, you can, if you put your mind to it, you can do it. So I think that's always a message, which is different than people. She was always involved in scandals with, you know, sexual and this and that. But that's not, you know, like I'm like professionally and like to get where she got. She had to work hard and take shit from a lot of people, you know, and especially back when she was becoming an artist. Imagine what she took from, you know, more powerful people, especially mm. men. So, um, yeah, I, those are the two. My dad, you know, and of course, everybody else, all the bosses I had, they all taught me things here and, and here and there and, and people that I managed to and Amy is a I mean a daily inspiration look at what she built for yeah what she built I, I always joke I'm like you have a, we have an empire look at what you built you built an empire because you are a visionary and it doesn't matter if people tell you that's going to work or not if you believe in it you will make it happen. And she's, when I, whenever she told Evan I want a drag show, that was December 3rd or December 6th. And she goes, okay, Vivi wants a drag show New Year's Day. It was last, and he was like, sure. He thought, he didn't think it was, she was, he thought I was joking. She right, right. was joking. And she's like, Devin, we're promoting New Year's Eve. And that's when he's like, oh, okay, I'll make it happen. And he did. But you know, when she makes, when she says she's going to do something, she's going to do it and it's not going to take six months it's going to take two weeks wow so she makes it happen because you know it's just you all the time i'm sorry <laughs> well make that medicine box come down here in two yeah. weeks. <laughs> and, and, uh, amy what about you Who, whom have you oh, i always try to avoid this question because mm. i know i'm supposed to say like my parents or i had some boss but i i had a lot i had a lot of exposure to a lot of people mm. and a lot of different communities and mcdonald's and their style of management i had a lot of women leaders who were my bosses and they were hard asses. My mom is a hard ass. Ugh, I can hardly stand her. And then I'm like, oh man, I'm my mom. 
in so many ways. But then at the same time, I'm my father, who is a, a great leader and comes from corporate America where he built teams. And I can remember his, his uh, you know, employees coming over and like help build a fence and things of that nature. And, and so I think genetically it's in, it's in me. And then also because genetically it's in me, I don't idol worship and I'm the person who will like cut your legs out to stand next to you and be like, cool, let's do this. And I don't know why, probably because I'm super insecure and I'm scrappy and that's my way in which I've survived again. And I didn't know I was doing what I was doing until somebody like BB was pointed it out. I was trapped in my own reality of like, what do you mean the truck's not going to be here today? What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? So, you know, even the disruption of the pandemic, I'm like, I don't know. It's just, it's just life. It's just how this industry works. And it's been weird to have some disruption, but then it's just still, this is life. And I, I don't have an idol, but I have so many people and so many books and so many places I look to people like Simon Sinek, who I had no idea who he was until someone said, hey man, Simon Sinek tagged you. And no crap, that's how my life works, right? You're gonna put me on diner drive, what? Simon Sinek, who? And I've just been so blessed because I've always had so many great people around me and I didn't appreciate it. We're gonna be in Travel and Leisure Magazine maybe. We're gonna work with Visa. There's all these things, these possibilities that always pop up. And still my day-to-day and one-star review is what ruins it. And I'm Mm. like, somebody start answering that crap because I create it. I love it. I love my teams. I'm a weird owner who's like, don't you ever call me out as the owner. I just want to sit here and enjoy the space. And it's about y'all, not me. And in that, I created another clubhouse, didn't I? So see, I'm no different than when I was when I was a little kid. That's what I mean. When we started this whole thing, I'm like, I'm still lemonade stands and clubhouses and you can use my skateboard ramp if you show up with some lunch you gotta always participate or mm. get a hammer and a nail and, and help build it and that's actually how all those projects come together and they still do yeah still do I love that balanced answer both of you all um one is right like my my direct influence my father I can relate my dad passed away in 2018 and it's the reason why Rick and I actually created this podcast um you know to get that wisdom um, but also I've garnered a lot of wisdom from my community and, and business, right? And reading books as well. And Rick also, right? We're, we love to read and really lean on other people to get that wisdom. It's really great to hear that balance from you all. Um, but let me ask this. What advice would you give 10-year-old little Vivi and 10-year-old little Amy now with all the life work experience that you currently have? You can do it. D- dream and dream big. big. Do not do not not dream dream big because it is possible and go after what you think is is right do what's right be kind you know align yourself and have people around you that are good people shut up the negativity amy jokes that i have a a, a bubble around me that i am protective because i do if you start complaining in your negative i automatically a, a glass goes up and I'm, like, I'm not listening. So keep the negativity away. Be kind, help people and dream and dream big because you can do it. You know, go after your dreams. I, I, I was born in Brazil and look, you know, uh, look where I am. You know, I'm here in the U.S. Have an amazing life, amazing wife, amazing career. 
you know, dogs, amazing house. So yeah, dream big and go after your dreams. Don't let people tell you otherwise. Don't let people put you down. Mm -mm. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, that is it. It's, uh, it's, you know, just keep believing in yourself and give yourself a break. I think even at 10, I was already freaked out. I've had anxiety since the age of three and I didn't even know it was anxiety until you just, you just get to see it differently. So yeah, I would just say, 10-year-old Amy, give yourself a break. You're doing great. And you're going to do great things because you know how to work with others. And people just believe in each other. And I, I knew that message at 10. And I knew it even younger than that. And it's still the hardest part of what I have to try to find in myself and in others. And it's, it's, just, it's just how it is, you know? But yeah. Yeah. Be kind. Be kind. Treat everyone the same. Treat yes. people as you would like to be treated. Absolutely. So much there. Little Manny right now is getting emotional, but uh, I know. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to move on there. That was great. Dream big, be kind to others and kind to yourself. I love it. Um, what advice would you give to someone that uh, wants to open up their own place, right? They're in that fuck it moment, possibly, right? Or maybe we can push them to the like, you know what? Fuck it. What advice would you give them to uh, um, on how to begin, where, where to begin? Eliminate all the excuses. Stop giving excuses because that's the one thing that keeps us from moving forward and progressing is there's an excuse for everything, right? There's always a barrier. Mm. It is it. Yeah. And that mind's going to say, uh, get focused and surround yourself with the people who have the skill set that you lack and lean on others and delegate. And if you're not comfortable in sharing the power, good luck. I don't know. I, I think it's not, I think it's a struggle and I don't think it breeds good business owners. I think it breeds that negativity. So yeah, just find that power within yourself to get organized and stop saying you can't because yeah. every time we say, what do you want next? What do you want next? It happens, but don't think it's going to come or look like what you think you asked for to include how much money do you want this year? Yeah. What, what do we want? What, yeah. Oh, we got it. That's through SBA loans. <laughs> but <we laughs> no, but, but we got it. Right. Yeah. And she gets to work in cannabis and marketing. Yeah. I get to have a cannabis lifestyle concept. I get to have a company with my wife. Who's the most amazing person I've ever met. The only human who's never disappointed me yet. Wow. <laughs> yet. That 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 yeah no because no, no. I'm an yeah. empath and I'm like this is the struggle of being an empath and I say Vivi that force field I don't want to take that from you and the way in which yeah. you see the world we should all be so lucky and I do think that the different ways in which we come from our perspectives are great um, the side of kindness sometimes needs a hard headed bully too to represent and I'm happy to fill the role you know yeah. just. Be nice to each other, or you may get the person that Amy has a reputation for. And when you're a business owner, you're going to have to get over it. It's the greater good. And sometimes you're in the opposition of the greater good, as we felt for a few years now, right? And now with where we are in business and in the world and the opportunity we have to really impart change in it, it's just kindness. That's it. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sticking to the theme of advice, right? So we talked to individuals that are potentially in that fuck it moment. Let's talk to individuals that are actually in the midst of it, right? They're restaurant business owners, 
who are potentially listening on best ways to improve their bottom line. Any general advice, overall advice for them? Coaching and training. Uh, it starts in your hiring and orientation process and reinforced in training. And then it's day-to-day -day coaching and development. Every day, what did I teach and what did I learn? And if you're trying to keep up with every single penny and dollar yourself, I don't think you're going to enjoy your job. The more people who know how to do the roles and responsibilities, they all share it. Someone steps up as accountability, your leaders that you put in place to run your floor, your shifts. And then you have several people with eyes on everything so that even if you drop the ball, because you will, someone's watching it. Yeah. Well, and travel, go see what other people are doing. Watch your mm -hmm. friends. Even if it's, even if it's a like you're going two hours away, you know, on a road trip, take that time, step out of your comfort zone and go mm -hmm. see what other people are doing. Yeah, research and development. The research and development is so important. And sometimes, you know, they, we hear, because we talk to a lot of business owners, they are the ones cooking, they're the ones cleaning because they want to make more money and hire people. You can, hire. in order for you to have a different outlook, you need to step out so you can mm -hmm. see, have a 360 view. Mm. see there's all these reasons ah, that, I love it. that it has you see yeah. that i see it i see it no that that's great advice right uh my dad was a, a restaurant owner and unfortunately he tried to do it all and wasn't good at delegating right he was that octopus right that tat that you have and uh instead of putting the right people in place and uh, it's great to hear you all give that advice um and r d research and development right go check out your competitors see what can inspire you possibly um, you might not you don't have all the answers <laughs> love is amazing <laughs> yes it is and you're welcomed down anytime please i'd love to see you all in person um but let me ask this question what does the future look like for vivi vivi and amy as well as 360 group now oh man i want to have my own chat <laughs> <laughs> and ran my own island and mm. have, you know and continue to help people i i do want to have i want to grow our social initiative through our company you know and expand um our uh, our restaurants not uh, us opening brick and mortar locations we want to license no more children is what no. i say <laughs> we want to license to our current team members which we have a few that want to open their own mm -hmm. but you know i, I think is just having more locations, not from us, but let our staff open them and um, going to the airport. And I don't know if we can talk, there's an NDA. Oh, so, okay, maybe so don't cut that, out. cut that out. My vision is to, though, it's a part cut of my scalability. Out. It's hmm. a vision statement. Yeah, it's we, been there for years too, by the way. Yeah, but yeah, and, and be comfortable and travel the world. Enjoy life, have quality of life and not just work, 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 yeah. work, work. Yeah, and be healthier. I don't know. They Just by traveling and be well, you know, travel, it's make, doing what we, we love. That's me. It is because it is Drink the, the kids were asking, you know, like, what do you do for fun? And I was like, oh, no, I knew somebody was going to ask me that. And I'm like, oh, my God, I don't like anything. I don't like people. I don't like this. Not true. <laughs> Not true. But what do we do? We just immediately whoop, shut down. Right. And and what do we like? We like travel and we like dreaming. Yes. And then we like seeing how easy it is to achieve your dream. 
because you know this jet I just laugh every time she says this stuff I'm like my everyone's gonna hit me up for a race because they're gonna think we're loaded which <laughs> she does the research and development you can rent an island for two grand a night so it's not that hard you can get a helicopter you can rent these things you can have fun and live your lifestyle but no are we going to be in the community of owning jets not yet but why not yeah. who says if it's if people are liking what we're doing and we're enjoying what the path is and we have people who want to license it why not I heard a long time ago when, when, you know, Amy, what do you want to do? Ah, I want to, I want to scale and grow my concept. It was like, I was the evil demon in the room again, because mm -hmm. franchises or whatever, wrong, what's wrong with some consistency? What's wrong with that? I mean, I love that I can get the same thing at the same space, enjoy the same environment, know it's going to be the same type of culture. Um, what's wrong with that? And I, I just, maybe it's the McDonald's. I still bleed ketchup. I tell people that all the time. <laughs> it was that young stage of me embracing a process as they too are doing. It is nice to leave your crap mentally at the door and do a task. It is, you know, and, and then you learn how to start the octopus for me is how you start functioning in the other levels of ownership, which is still all delegation. I seriously, somebody handed me a deposit yesterday and I said, why would you do that? I'm just going to lose it. And I'm, I, I, I've not held a task for so long because it has been so important not to that. Yeah. It's, it's weird to pick one up. And this one's so excited to be in a new role. She's like, we'll take a 300 person catering and make sandwiches. No, nope, won't. <laughs> no, I don't even want to work that hard right now. No, no, no. Go sell boxes, e-commerce, new growth stream. No more cutting sandwiches and super glue and fingers for a moment. We got enough there, you know, and we still do our day to day. We're, we're quite blessed to be busy and being able to regrow. So all good stuff, you know, really. Mm -hmm. Oh, that sounds amazing. Growth, not only for the uh, the organization, but it sounds like growth for your team as well, right? empowering them through through uh, giving them a, uh, a business. I mean, Jesus, how much, how much better can it get, right? And then travel. I love that. Keep traveling. Tulum and Baja, <clears throat> right? Research and development. I'm yes, working yes, every day. That's right. Come on. Um, all right. Let me see. So we are, I can't believe we made it here, to the final five questions of Ask Pop. Are you all ready for the final five? Final yeah. five. Yeah. But it always turns into like seven. So don't be. Yeah. Let's see here. So number one, what would your last meal be if you were on death row? Oh. My wife's spaghetti. Aww. Mm -hmm. Aww. Uh, mine would be my steak that I grill. Oh, gosh, her steak's good, too. But yeah, yeah. spaghetti. I would need a grill in that grill so I could grill my own because I'm a control freak when it comes to my steak. Oh my, with the chimichurri sauce or? Yeah, or just uh, actually, I, I usually add a little bit of uh, white vinegar to the steak and Mediterranean salt, the, the big rock salt. rock salt, and just let it marinate for like 20 minutes because the vinegar helps retain. The, the salt and the flavor and that's all you do and you just grill it or with the chimichurri it's so it. simple and i will eat the steak to the point of oh, feel well. <laughs> just just one more piece of steak like when I'm eat, i eat in the kitchen after i'm supposed to be cleaning up i'm like please you can only make steak like once a month 
And it is that simple again to in, to have a wonderful steak. It's like her whole everything. Things are simple, and I'm like, really? Oh my god! I've been making everything so hard for so long, and it's her steak is the best. Mm, yeah, my dad would do a, a bomb what we call carne asada, right? So it's just oh yeah, grilled. Oh my god, salt and pepper. That's it. And I was like, wow, is this so amazing? It's just salt and pepper. <laughs> Um, all right, let's see here. Number two, what is your go-to? I don't think there's one, but cocktail or spirit, or is there something else, right? In the oh, oh yeah. Yeah. we have this alternative around like there's no alcohol by oh, right. zero proof. Mm -hmm. They just released this round alternative and it's amazing. <laughs> now I don't drink anymore, and now I can make amazing caipirinhas. And Monday has also an amazing non-alcoholic gin that we gin. can make some pretty great um dry cocktails yeah so what are their names again let's make sure we give them a shout out what are their names ritual zero proof ritual ritual, ritual, ritual right. zero proof yeah ritual and monday so vivi and i have been together six years now mm. and i've been sober seven and it was a contingency on i mess up my relationships with drinking so mm. we just never have and yeah, on our first date, she was like, hey, do you want to come over? I'll make you caparinas. And I was like, uh, are you down for lemonade? And <laughs> now we can have the ritual. And we have had a dry bar at our house from the get-go because she's such an entertainer that mm -hmm. we have cocktails with dinner. I mean, watermelon margarita, oh, I think yeah. is my favorite with an habanero. She's, she crushes it. People are like, oh, Amy owns restaurant. I don't cook. I don't make things. I think of things that I know that are going to be awesome. And Vivi's over there like, Ta -da! and I'm like, yes, write it down, <laughs> write it down and teach that because that watermelon margarita is the bomb. Yeah. With a ritual te a zero proof uh, tequila. Yep. I was like, I don't have a bottle behind me, but yeah. It's, it's that Brazilian blood. They can't help it. They're just great spirit and just always happy. I love it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh let's you know what like i said there's always an additional question let me ask this. is there a cannabis infused drink that you all can recommend for rick and i when we come visit or some food you know well what we do at the restaurant again we can infuse is we have cocktail mm -hmm. dosing cards mm -hmm. that have the recommendation of beginner intermediate and then advanced for cbd and so we have the acapulco smoke oh yeah right or we have the uh, grand, granddaddy purple uh yeah right that's we for rick the granddaddy the purple for rick right we got the white widow colada so we're just having fun and we're taking these different uh strains you know from the past pineapple express has one in there and we have a side where you can have them made with the dry zero proof spirits or you can have them with your full ABV high proof spirits, right? Typical cocktail, or it's what to drink when you're not drinking and you can enjoy your ritual. And we, we love it. And yeah. people still, they're on the fence, but these products are all over. I'm just, we're just bringing them in and there's so many popping up. And I think it is because there's so much cool stuff happening with cannabis, right? Yeah. But the Acapulco smoke, we'll send it to you in your bud box. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and we have a smoker at the restaurant, so we come, you know, the drink is served, and then they take the lid off, and then it has smoke, but at home, we add our CBD, which is a citrus CBD to our drinks, which it, it, it's a very good, it makes it for very good flavor, yeah. Yeah, and if you're a drinker, and you add CBD to your regular cocktails, it is kind of known, it helps with hangovers, because it's sort of anti-inflammatory is what it's really offering, so yeah. that's where 
some of that health and wellness pain management comes from, right? So, but they're making so many drinks that already have THC in them. If you have a card and are able to go to a dispensary and or live in a recreational state, um, we live in a medical state and our concepts come from CBD. Yeah. So this is how we do it. Acapulco smoke, sour teasel, white widow coladas. You've got lays with cannabis leaves. We oh, just yeah. camp it out because again, it, why not Disneyland? Why does it have to be a dirty handshake? Uh, come okay. visit. Oh, we're, we're, I'm coming. I love Utah. We'll be there next <laughs> week. We'll be there next week. Promise. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number three here. I'm gonna I'm gonna present three scenarios, and if you could please pick one, then I'll ask the question. Scenario number one: You're, oh, I might change it, but uh, for Vivi, you're walking into, uh, excuse me, an MMA match or a boxing match. For Vivi, you're walking into uh, a professional soccer uh, match, or you're walking in everyday life. Oh. And then Amy walking into a baseball game, right? Like up to the plate. So what, walking into a soccer match or what? So you're walking into an MMA match or a boxing match, right? You're walking, let's just say baseball in this case, right? Or you're walking in everyday life. Oh, soccer match. Soccer match, all right. What song, even though they don't do this in soccer, but let's just say you did, they did. What song would you play for yourself, not the national anthem, Right. For yourself, what song would you play for yourself if they allowed that? I'm on top of the world. I'm on top. Who sings that? I don't know. You didn't pick Imagine Madonna, Dragons. so I just got all freaked out. No, I was like, I, yeah. I, well, there's a lot of songs by her. They might be too Celebration. Proper. Yeah, I know. Well, Celebration <laughs> is a good one by her, by Madonna, or Imagine Dragons, I'm on top of the world. Mm, Celebration by Madonna is a good one, actually. Celebration by Madonna or Imagine Dragons. All right. And uh, Amy. Pick a scenario and uh, I'll present the uh, question. Yeah, mine was MMA fight, soccer match, or everyday life. Which one would I prefer to walk into? Oh, everyday life. I'm not getting punched in the face or kicked in the shin. I'm going everyday. Everyday um, life. Right. burns and super glued fingers. Right. <laughs> that good point. Uh, which song would you pick for everyday life? So you're walking into a room. This song identifies you to everyone. Oh, uh, you're going to laugh, but it's Hero by Weezer. And that's my like anthem when I get down that it seems so like the antithesis of the things we've spoken. And I was like, but it is my song when I'm like, oh, I just Weezer hero. And I know that that guy struggles with depression, too, because I'm all man. He shares my voice, doesn't he? But that's it. That That's the one. I don't have a Madonna. I have like a, a finger at the world. And this is why, again, I'm like, I think I'm supposed to be teaching here. It's definitely good for my soul. And I try to teach it that y'all better be better than me. You're supposed to be more focused. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I, like I said, I lied. And uh, Amy, I, I have ink as well. And I'm curious to know which was your first tattoo and why did you pick that? Oh my God. My first is so stupid. It's a butterfly on my hip bone in some part of Tennessee at 18, again, a finger to the world because I was told by my parents, don't get a tattoo. So I ran right out and got one. Um, and then it gets worse. And then it's like a shamrock of lucky you and just crazy crap until I finally get to, I, I, I met someone who had ink and I met them because I was interested in ink. Like that was the fascinating point. And we got into like the artistry and the storytelling. And then my pieces got better. 
and she still has zero tattoos and it doesn't Mm. it can't even believe that you're with a tattooed girl and I'm like such a nerd and I'm into like the nice girls and so see mine's just all a facade too right but these tattoos are I love this empowerment my mom I love you but she's like I can't believe that what are you gonna do when you're older and now this is probably like three years ago and I was like shit lady I'm old and you collect plates and crap and I put art on my body and it makes me feel good you know the tattoo with the octopus that's my favorite Mm -hmm. this tree which is we're all connected and it's a life path and the bird is the knowledge I've learned like I did I got like these are my deep thoughts I'm gonna put them on my body and then I made sure to not put any negative things and intentions Mm. on my body because I watched that YouTube special about negative (laughs) water and I was like don't do that (laughs) so far so good just keep putting positive messaging I mean butterflies shamrocks and trees of life I I think that's probably better than the the self-hate right I agree I agree and I only put positive stuff on my body as well ink wise so let's see here do you all have a mantra you live by or a quote that you love and why? Um, I, I'm always positive in talking to the universe and thanking the universe for everything that we have. So that is something that to me, it's more for ritual, I would say. And I do like this saying that I, I learned the Wolfgang Puck saying that says, uh, the grass is greener where you water the most. I just learned, I just heard that like three weeks ago and I keep repeating it because it really spoke to me. Mine's been the same for a really long time and it, it is the definition of insanity. Uh, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always have what you've always had. And I, and I have to say it to myself, you know? And that's where I pick my things. I, I just have been my own tribe in my mind and living my own world for so long that her and having a new way to look at positive manifestation and gratitude I was like oh so happy to finally have that because it it makes things much more enjoyable for sure I love it I gotta say the grass is greener in Cali Colorado (laughs) where where else (laughs) (laughs) sorry that was too easy it'll it's about to get greener federally down here is it okay okay Yeah, yeah yeah they're working on it that's what I heard. Oh, cool. um, all right. So the last and final question here is uh, where can people find you online? Shout out the websites, the social medias, you know, addresses, locations. Yeah. Well, you can find us on LinkedIn. Um, we both, uh, I'm more active on LinkedIn than Amy. I am for more <laughs> business purpose, but uh, Instagram, we have uh, the business Instagram, which is um, the handle is pig and the, the word and a jelly jar and um, WB Zittery. Those are the handles on Instagram. Um, and what's my Hashtag handle? Spark it. No, that's hash- the, what's my <laughs> that's, that's, um, the personal. I, that's the personal. Yeah, I think my personal handle is oh, VV underscore Wonderly Brit on Instagram. He didn't ask for your personal. He said yeah. that's personal. Uh, when I said the hashtag is personal. Delete that out of there. We don't want these people contacting all of our business people. No, I don't use social media, but I understand the importance of it a lot. She has a profile on Facebook, but she barely goes online. So I use it for the tool that I feel that it is. 
I yeah. use it when, you know, like, hey, Google, how do you spell? Or hey, Google, play this. It's just like going crazy over there. Or hey, Google, look up cause and things like just, I just use it as an encyclopedia because as a kid, I had to carry it with me, you know? I just like to know things and why things are the way they yeah, are. Yeah, but the website. Tool. I don't know them. That's what I'm saying. WBZeter.com. 360degreesrestaurantgroup.com. That's, you know, the umbrella company website and pig and a jelly jar.com. We are transitioning pig to Shopify as well. So, but it will be the same URL. Oh man, I wow, there it is. Please visit them. But I can't say, Vivi and Amy, I can't thank you all enough for walking us through your amazing business journey. You all were hilarious, insightful, um, and just, I can't wait to, to visit those unique and well thought out concepts that you all have come up with. Um, I don't really can't wait either. We had talked about it prior. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you both we're for excited. the opportunity. Yeah. yeah, we're super excited. Thank you again. Uh, I'm glad you guys found us online and stalked us. <laughs> that's, the, that's the type of stalking that it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is our like second or third interview together. And so I think we're, I think we're getting, we're getting a nice, there. nice little like rhythm. Yeah. And yeah. We appreciate so, you, you know, yeah. letting us hang out and spend time and, and talk about how Vivi saved the day. <laughs> and good job in following your dreams to have a podcast. That's yes! amazing. Yeah, thank you so much. You know, uh, it, again, it was just fantastic to have you on and you were very insightful and extremely helpful, I'm sure, to, to our listeners. And I'm going to take your lead, right? Continue down our, our dreams. Uh, but I want to tell our ask pot people, please, if you live in the Salt Lake City area, or are just visiting, please make your way over to WB's Eatery or Pig in a Jelly Bar. Uh, and coming soon, I believe, when I read correctly, is, uh, what is it, Pig Kitchen? Pig Kitchen is already there. Right, it's already there, all right. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt you guys have something for everyone. Um, so APP people, please, thanks again for listening. And please stay tuned as we continue to bring you some dope professionals offering perspective on how they're making their dreams come true one business at a time. Rick, as always, this was a treat. And if you don't know, now you know.